Hello, everyone, and welcome. Today, we are cutting through a lot of confusion around supplements. So this is a topic that I am very passionate about in a variety of ways. Let me explain. First, I am not a functional medicine practitioner that overloads patients with supplements. I believe keeping it simple is the best way to go, hands down. So keeping your supplement list very simple and concise and targeted to your therapeutic needs is vitally important. I also believe that if you're taking too much, and we'll get into what too much is, if you're taking too much, if you're taking too many things, you don't know what's working, you don't know what's reacting in your body, and you don't know if there's a cross reaction. Also, I believe in proper supplementation for specific targeted health conditions. And we are going to go over the different supplements today that are targeted for hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's, why you may be deficient in certain things, certain nutrients that you need to supplement with. And we're going to give you a cheat sheet as well. So you can download your own copy of everything that we're talking about today and get some discount codes and know exactly where to get your supplements because I am also passionate about quality. So I am a brand snob. Yes, I admit it. I will come forward with my full admission of being a brand snob. I only like supplements from reputable companies that stand for something, that haven't sold out to a major corporation like Nestle or Bayer or Amway. And so that kind of makes me a brand snob because I want things that are actually going to work in myself and my family and my patients and you, as opposed to wasting a ton of money on all these different willy-nilly run-of-the-mill supplements or things that you're getting off Amazon that could be counterfeit. So we're going to talk about that and more today. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Amy Horneman. I'm a functional medicine practitioner. I specialize in treating the thyroid and hormone conditions. And you know, we touch on other things too, gut, mental status, depression, anxiety, it all ties together. So when you call me and you say, you know, I, I just, I'm having this constipation and diarrhea issue. Well, we definitely look into that. We also look into your hormones and your thyroid and your neurotransmitters and how that can affect your gut. If you call me and you say, you know, I can't lose weight no matter what I do. We look into your insulin and your hormones and your thyroid and your gut status and your neurotransmitters and what's off and what isn't playing right in your body. So that's a little bit about me. And if you want more information on how to connect with me, you can go to my website at amyhorneman.com. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back, 
you're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. So today, supplements. Uh, this is just one of those topics that kind of gets me excited and irks me at the same time. I have had so many patients come to see me for their initial consultation. And when we were doing in person, they would come with bags, bags of supplements. And now I just see it in their intake form, which could be lists and laundry lists of supplements. And my concern with that is, of course, what is the brand that you're taking? And secondly, how many are you taking? Are you really taking them for therapeutic purposes or are you taking them because you read it in an article somewhere, read it on a blog somewhere, your you know, boyfriend's sister's ex-husband's niece said that this was really good for her Hashimoto's and she grew her hair and lost weight at the same time. And, you know, I have a problem with that because you don't know what her, what else is going on in her body. You need to focus on your body. You don't know what brand it is. You don't know where it was made. You don't know if the fillers are going to react with you. You can't just go by what you read and then start throwing it in. You have to work with somebody to specifically target supplements to you. And that's why I'm giving you a cheat sheet because even though we might not be working together, although we can, you let me know. But if we're not working together, I at least want to give you a guide so you get the right things. And maybe this will help you narrow down and throw out some of the stuff that's in your supplement cabinet that maybe you don't need, right? So when we're talking about Hashimoto's and supplements, it it really is a highly debated topic because, you know, opinions are like something we can't say on a podcast, but everyone has one. So you're going to get a variety of opinionated information out there and we kind of have to sort through all the muck. So when it comes to Hashimoto's, one of the big, big questions, we're just going to touch on this right off the bat, right in the beginning, iodine. Let's talk iodine, shall we? Everyone wants to go on iodine. Iodine gets a bad rap and I'm not saying to not use it. It gets a bad rap because back in the day, physicians were using or practitioners were using high, high doses of iodine to treat goiter and to treat Hashimoto's. And what we were finding is, yes, the, the thyroid gland needs iodine. It does need it. It's like I, I attribute it. And for those of you who have listened to me for a while, you know, I use stories, I use analogies. I attribute it to using like miracle grow on your plants or your grass. I'm not a gardener. I might be saying this completely wrong, but using some kind of like growing speed up stuff to make your grass better and make your plants better and your flowers look prettier. Iodine is essential for thyroid function. However, when these practitioners were giving high doses of iodine, patients would feel better at first and then they would go into a hypo state. I actually experimented. I do a lot of experimentation on myself so I can bring the information to you because if something happens to me, then I can bring it back to you and say either do this or don't do this. So I took, I was using the um, Lugol's form of iodine and I kept going up, 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 up in my dose. And sure enough, exactly what the literature says. 
felt better at first and then started going hypo and it was very slow and I was paying attention, but I started, then the weight started coming back on and I was getting tired and I could see the reversal from going too high in a dose. So iodine needed in small doses, we need to test it before you start throwing a whole bunch of iodine on yourself, like gasoline on a fire. I mean, well, I guess we want the fire, right? With Hashimoto's and a slow metabolism, we want you to have a metabolism. We don't want you burning up and, and combusting. So a little bit of iodine, very necessary, too much. That's where it gets a bad rap. Now you have this other group of practitioners that say, no iodine for Hashimoto's. Never, never, never. Well, I'm sorry. If I test someone, and I see this many times with my patients, where iodine will come back low, either actually L low, or it'll come back low normal. And they have all the hypo symptoms and they're all of their thyroid labs, TSH, free T3, free T4, reverse T3 are just right on the border of optimal. Now I'm not talking about normal. That's a whole other topic. And I've recorded things on that that you can go back and listen to normal versus optimal. But when we're talking about optimal and I'm looking at my patient's labs, looking at them from a functional medicine standpoint, looking for the functional ranges They'll be right there. You know, like TSH will be a two or a 2.01, right? And free T3 will be 3.3. And then free T4 will be 1.2. And reverse T3 will be dead at a 15. And yet the patient is still presenting with all these hypo symptoms. Iodine low. Okay, in this case, they are subclinical. We pair the symptoms up with the labs. Are they optimal? Are they normal? Let's look at iodine. Maybe this person in this instance needs a little bit more iodine. And then we retest and we see, did any of the thyroid labs move? Did their symptoms move and change? Sometimes it does just take that little bit of iodine. We have to test it, test the iodine. Another big controversy is selenium. I see so many patients taking 200 milligrams of selenium per day eating Brazil nuts out the wazoo, because again, they heard, read, somebody told them that selenium is good for the thyroid. It is. And it's important for T4 to T3 conversion, but you don't want to overload on it. Some practitioners, including myself, after we test your selenium, will recommend usually about 100 micrograms, two, three times a week, enough to just keep it in your system. Or yeah, eat a Brazil nut a couple times a week, enough to just keep it in your system, keep your levels kind of mid-range, not in the upper quadrant of the range, mid-range with selenium, not too low, not too high. Iodine and selenium are kind of Goldilocks, right? Iodine, definitely Goldilocks mineral. That's what I call it. You want it right in the middle, right? Perfect. Not too high, not too low. Selenium is kind of the same way. We do not want to push selenium up because that will push you into, possibly push you into a hypo state. Um, so excessive amounts of iodine have been associated in studies with the onset of autoimmune thyroiditis. And that's why we don't want to go too high because what if you're just subclinical? Here's a hypothetical. You're subclinical. Your thyroid antibodies have come back at zero. But as we know, we can get false negatives with antibodies. So then you start adding in all this iodine because you're subclinical and you want to help your thyroid and you're taking excessive amounts of iodine. And then all of a sudden you get tested again. We retest your antibodies and oh, look, 
there's Hashimoto's. Now your antibodies are positive. Now you're getting 200 readings, 400 readings. So it's that excessive amount of iodine can actually be a trigger for autoimmune disease to express itself, turn on that switch, as we always said. And then after you go into the hypo state, excessive amounts of iodine can also move someone into a hyperthyroid state with heart palpitations and anxiety. So we have to be careful with that as well. If you've already been diagnosed with Hashimoto's, we don't want to use excessive iodine because that can push you hyper, which is kind of where you feel really good and you lose the weight at first. And then you realize like, hey, I'm having heart palpitations and anxiety and I feel like I'm crawling out of my skin and I can't sleep. So that's where we don't want to use too much iodine. Test, don't guess. Work with someone, use the right amounts. Okay, another one. Thiamine, also known as B1. This is responsible. It's a vitamin that's responsible for converting carbohydrates into energy. It also helps in digesting proteins and fats. Very, 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 very important. Also necessary for the release of HCL, hydrochloric acid in the stomach for proper digestion. We're going to be talking about betaine HCL because that's used quite a bit with Hashimoto's because we don't tend, we tend to not produce enough stomach acid for proper digestion of our food. So thiamine, definitely important for proper release of HCL in the stomach and proper amount of HCL is required for proper protein digestion. Listen, my vegans and vegetarians, required for proper protein digestion, which is essential for healing from Hashimoto's. Look at that. You need protein to heal from Hashimoto's. If you're a vegan or vegetarian, you're not getting enough. I've seen patients with zero protein and they say, oh, I'm getting some proteins. I'm eating beans and lentils. No, you're not. And that's that's another topic. Go back, listen to the podcast from last week. When we talk about food for Hashimoto's, right diet for Hashimoto's, but this is a, a, an essential and essential nutrient vitamin when you have Hashimoto's. It's actually found to be deficient in people with Hashimoto's and Crohn's disease. Thiamine, thiamine, known as B1. Number two, and there's a combo product that I recommend. So let's do number one and two together. Number two is carnosine. So carnosine is a combination of alanine and histidine, both amino acids, and then bentothiamine. I hope I'm saying that right. Bentothiamine is a fat-soluble form of thiamine, which we just talked about, B1, and that supports healthy aging. So carnosine and bento, we're just going to call it bento, are shown to possess antioxidant activity and collagen-supportive properties. It helps with the inhibition of proteins going into gluconeogenesis from glucose and fructose consumption. Um, Carnosine Supreme. Carnosine Supreme has thiamine in it. Designs for Health makes it. I'm going to go into the companies at the end. So I will clarify the little cheat sheet and what companies I use because I told you I'm a brand snob, so I'll get into that. So I like to use products that give you like a double bang for your buck right, where you get two things in one, or maybe one product is doing one nutrient, one vitamin, one product is doing a multitude of different things. So I really like combos because it helps save you money. So you're not buying a bunch of separate supplements. And then it also helps me as a practitioner working with you to know, listen, you're just on these couple, we're going to 
watch and see how you respond. And then we can add more in if necessary. But again, what I said in the beginning, keeping it simple. Let's keep it simple, simple. So carnosine supreme by designs for health has thiamine in it. So you're getting the carnosine, you're getting the thiamine, you're helping with protein, fat and carbohydrate digestion. You're helping with hydrochloric acids. You're helping with your digestion as a whole. You are helping with protein digestion, which we just said that's essential for healing Hashimoto's. I just felt like I needed to re-say that because there's so many of you not getting enough protein in and you're wondering why you're not losing weight and why you are tired all the time. So protein, carnosine, thiamine. Next one, magnesium. We all know about magnesium and hypothyroidism. Most of you do. For those of you who don't, magnesium is essential for... 300 different biochemical reactions in the body, including converting your T4 to T3. So brief summary, your thyroid makes an intact thyroid, you thyroid, healthy thyroid makes T4 and T3, two thyroid hormones. If you have Hashimoto's, if you have hypothyroidism, chances are you are on T4 only, which I don't really like, and it's probably not working for you, or you are on a T4, T3 combination in the form of the synthetics or NDT. T4 has to convert to T3. T4 is inactive. So you want things that are going to help in that conversion. We talked about iodine and selenium. Those do help. Magnesium is another one. Really, really helps with conversion of T4 to T3. It's essential for it. And in general, most people are deficient in magnesium. So magnesium supports the immune system. It helps with muscle tension. It regulates the heart rate. It strengthens your bones. I always say vitamin D mixed with K and mag, that's all you need for your bones. You do not need calcium. You do not need calcium. You don't need a calcium bone support medication, Sally Fields, or and you don't need to take excessive amounts of calcium supplementation. It's not broken down in your body anyway. Just take magnesium, vitamin D, and K and do some weight-bearing exercises. Boom. That's it for your bones. Magnesium also helps keep blood glucose levels steady. And we're going to get into that because insulin resistance is huge when we're talking hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's and plays a role in the production of energy. So studies have shown that long-term use of magnesium can actually help with normalizing the appearance of the thyroid gland on ultrasound tests. And mag has been shown to help with thyroid and breast nodules. So get in your magnesium. Some people will take it right before bed because it does in some individuals, not in me, in some individuals, it will have a very calming effect and actually help with better sleep, deeper sleep, the onset of kind of a relaxation feeling. So it is very... Um, very effective at helping some people sleep. You just kind of have to play around with it. You still might have to pair that up with melatonin. Melatonin. Melatonin is so essential for your immune system, Hashimoto patients. Number one, melatonin produced in the brain at the onset of dark. Our brains were made this way. Our bodies were made this way. Our bodies are essentially made to go to sleep when it gets dark and wake up when it gets light. But we have completely overridden that system that was built into us to get proper sleep for rest, repair, healing of the body. 
the body has this innate healing capability. If you don't get sleep, if you're not getting sleep, if you're not getting deep sleep, you are overriding that and you will deplete your immune system. You will deplete your body. You will never, ever, ever heal. Melatonin is also needed for serotonin production and dopamine production. So if you're not getting enough melatonin production from the pineal gland, you're not getting into a deep enough sleep because you're on your phone and you're on the computer and you're watching TV and all that blue light is coming in and you think that it's your brain thinks that it's still light out. You stay awake and you stay awake and you stay awake and you're overriding your body's little hello, it's time to go to sleep signal and you're staying up and you're not getting the proper amount of sleep that you need and you're not getting deep sleep. Melatonin can be used to help this, the melatonin supplement. Because you are giving your body that which you have you have shut down over the course of time from too much blue light exposure. Now, with Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, we have a little bit of an issue sleeping anyways. Whether it's you're tired all the time and you sleep too much or you have insomnia. Because remember, the thyroid's the master gland that's going to control all hormones. So hormones can go out of whack. Your sleep can get all wacky. Um, there's a whole trickle down effect for that, that we won't get into in this at this time together, but please know that melatonin is very, very, very important. It does boost your immune system. So that's something to add in the mix because you, you need sleep. You want sleep. You need sleep. If you do not get enough sleep, see how this transition, follow my transition. If you don't get enough sleep, you're going to be insulin resistant. You already have a greater chance of insulin resistance with Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. Hello. We are going to talk now about my favorite supplement, berberine. I don't care what you practitioners say about not using berberine. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Here's the thing. It can reverse diabetes. It works on insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes. It brings down the insulin. It opens up the cell doors to accept the insulin into the cell. I'll get into that in a minute. Hang on. I'll give you a brief description so we don't go down a rabbit hole of, of insulin resistance. But berberine will absolutely help with insulin resistance. Going back to the melatonin, if you don't sleep enough, they did a study where they took two twins, they took a set of twins, two guys, they are twins. <laughs> and they put them in a sleep lab, everything remained the same, diet, exercise, day to day activities. And with the one they brought him out of REM sleep. They just stimulated his brain enough to bring him out of REM sleep, out of a deep sleep. They didn't actually wake him up like, hey, dude, get up. They actually just, they stimulated his brain, brought him out of REM sleep. He was type 2 diabetic in days, like three or four days. So melatonin, diabetic, not enough sleep. Berberine, if you already are insulin resistant, type 2 diabetic, have a problem with sugar cravings, carb cravings, we want to add in berberine. So I'm going to skip ahead because I just transitioned, didn't I? I love berberine. Um, weight loss, people that are stuck with weight loss, it absolutely helps with that because you are bringing down that insulin response. So if you are insulin resistant, it means that some of your cell doors are closed. And we will do a separate talk on just IR, I promise you. Some of your cell doors are closed and cannot accept the the push of insulin to push glucose into the cell in order for it to be used as energy. So the cell doors are closed. So now you have this excess of insulin in the body. So we see high insulin levels. Sometimes we'll see high leptin levels. We'll see, we'll often see it in glucose numbers. So we will see an elevated glucose, 
above an 86, but we'll also see it in, in insulin testing and hemoglobin A1C. So we see this paired up a ton with Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. And you can go back and watch past videos, listen to past podcasts where I talk about insulin resistance, where I talk about the triangle of thyroid, insulin, and cholesterol. We get more in depth in those other episodes. But for now, let's just say insulin resistance, very, very common with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. I use berberine for that. It does a great, great job at lowering insulin, balancing glucose levels, promoting weight loss, decreasing sugar and carb cravings. And like I said, I like to use things that give you a double bang for your buck. It's indicated for IBS, irritable bowel. So many of you have irritable bowel. That's kind of the blanket diagnosis for anything they can't really figure out is going on with your gut. So that's something that we can work on together as well to actually figure out what's going on with your gut instead of just accepting the IBS diagnosis. But I digress. IBS, berberine works really well together. We use berberine in some gut healing protocols. Now, here's the one thing to know about berberine. It can cause loose stools at first. Some practitioners say if it causes loose stools, that's a big red flag that we need to do some gut healing first. Because if you're reacting to berberine, then you have a messed up leaky gut. So we need to do some gut healing first, then reintroduce the berberine. Some people only will react for the first like week or so, and then that reaction will die off and you'll be able to take the berberine as usual with no loose stool reaction whatsoever. Just something to keep in mind if that happens when you start taking it. I always say start with one. Just start with one at dinner. And then the therapeutic dose is usually 1,500 to 2,000 milligrams per day. So that's usually three to four capsules. Start with one at dinner, then go lunch and dinner, then go breakfast, lunch, dinner, and you'll figure out what will work for you. But berberine is a fantastic, one of my favorite supplements because it does so much. And it's a great antioxidant too, by the way. Back in the day, Chinese medicine day, way back, right? I'm sure they're still using it in Eastern medicine too. They would use berberine as an antibiotic because it has antimicrobial, antibacterial properties to it. So they would actually use that as an antibiotic. So it's kind of great all the way around. Fantastic for an antioxidant. Okay, zinc. Zinc is a biggie. Zinc is important. Here's what you didn't know. Zinc is important for gut health. We all know its role in immune function. So we take zinc now, especially with the C virus going around and going into cold and flu season. We normally take excess extra zinc to boost our immune system. It does that. It's absolutely fantastic for boosting the immune system. It heals. It helps in healing tissues. So post-surgery, bump up your zinc. Definitely, it's going to help repair. It's going to help healing of tissues. It is also imperative for the conversion of T4 to T3. We need that conversion to take place. If you're not converting, you might be low in iodine, you might be low in selenium, you might be low in magnesium, you might be low in zinc. All of those we can check. We can test, not guess. But zinc is going to be one that you can take and not worry about going excess. Same with magnesium. You're not really going to get side effects from excess zinc or excess mag. Excess mag, you're just going to have loose stools too. Maybe that's a welcome side effect for some of you if you're dealing with constipation from hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's. Um, and I say or because some of you just have hypo. Some of you don't know that you're Hashi because the, the tests 
come back as a false negative. You haven't been tested often enough. Your doctor only tests one out of the two antibodies. Um, or you legit just have hypothyroidism from things like uh, lithium, different medications. Maybe you went through chemo. Maybe you exercised yourself into a metabolic chaotic state where you your thyroid production has dropped and you actually have hypothyroidism. So I say hypo-hashi kind of combining. 90% of all hypothyroid cases are Hashi. I've heard 95. I don't know. Well, let's say 90 and above. Let's say there's a pretty darn good chance that you have Hashimoto's if you haven't been told that you do. Increased TSH equals zinc deficiency. So if you're seeing a high TSH on your test, maybe you're just getting diagnosed. Maybe you had a test come back that you're like, what is this? Why do I have a high TSH? It may be because of a zinc deficiency. And you need that zinc anyways for T4 to T3 conversion. So add it in. The other thing is many of you complain about hair loss, hair loss, hair thinning, maybe just straw-like texture. That is where zinc is going to come in as well. We need zinc for hair growth, for hair strength, for T4 to T3 conversion to help with your hair. Zinc is absolutely imperative when we're talking about hair. So please add in the zinc. Use the free cheat sheet. Use the free guide. That way you're directed in what kind of zinc to get. I always take it at night. Uh, if you are taking, so if you are taking your T4 at night, so let's just say you're on a T4 only. This is a side note. Bear with me. Let's say you're on a T4 only medication and you're working with me and I told you about that study, which is a good study that shows if you take T4 right before bed, it improves every single marker and it is absorbed better too. So the study showed that absorption of the medication is increased when you take it right before bed as it's absorbed through the night. So if you take your T4 medication right before bed, take your zinc a couple hours beforehand. If you're not taking your T4 medication before bed because you're on NDT or your T3 only, then you can take it right before bed. You can do a zinc, magnesium, melatonin stack kind of right before bed. CBD oil, if you're doing that to help you sleep, that's not on the list, but that's fantastic too um, for supporting the immune system. We could get, we could do a separate episode of the endocannabinoid system. I need to bone up on it though. So if you're taking your CBD, melatonin, magnesium, and zinc all at once, you can take it right before bed. Vitamin D. Uh, so I have a separate video that you can go watch on if I was stranded on a desert island, what, and I was told you can only take one supplement. You're only allowed one supplement. It's kind of like that, like, what makeup would you choose if you could only have one like thing? So I would choose either concealer or mascara. I'm not sure. I'm kind of split between the two. But if you told me only one supplement, it's going to be vitamin D. All the way, vitamin D. All the way. So vitamin D is essential for anyone with any kind of autoimmune condition. So whether you have Hashimoto's or not, if you have Crohn's, if you have RA, if you have type 1 diabetes, if you have psoriasis, if you have celiac, you need vitamin D up, not just in the normal range. And this is where the normal versus optimal really comes into play. The range for vitamin D goes from 30 to like 100 or 110. I don't even know where it stops. 
But 30, so 32, 35 is considered normal. You're not even going to want to get out of bed and your antibodies are going to go up and your gut's going to be disrupted and you have a higher chance of obesity and insulin resistance that we talked about already. We want you at 80 or above. So you have a long way to get there. Here's the rule of thumb. Well, two rules of thumb. Number one, vitamin D must be paired with vitamin K for proper absorption. I like having my patients take it with dinner because it's fat soluble. So take a little bit of fat with it. 20,000 IUs per day of vitamin D for one month will raise D by 20 points. So let's say you're at a 32 and you need to get to an 80 or above. 20,000 IUs per day for one month will get you to, let's do the math, 52. And then another month you'll be at 72. And then maybe another month you'll be at 92. And then you can kind of level out and go five to 10,000 per day for maintenance, depending on the hemisphere that you live in. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, you better be taking at least 10,000 IUs per day with K for maintenance. Yes, that's even in the summer. If you're in the Lower Hemisphere, you probably get away with two to 5,000 per day, although I would stick with five. So one study found that low vitamin D levels were actually associated with higher thyroid antibodies and a worse disease prognosis, meaning you're going to be dealing with hypo symptoms for a long, long time. It also is associated with adverse pregnancy outcomes in those women with Hashimoto. So one thing we want to watch for, if you have Hashi and you're thinking about getting pregnant, we definitely want to watch your iodine levels. Please watch your iodine levels. Low iodine is associated with autism, birth defects, developmental delays. Untreated or mistreated or undertreated hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, is associated with all of those. And now we are seeing another study that says low vitamin D is associated with not only elevated TSH levels, which is bad for pregnancy, but also adverse pregnancy outcomes alone in those women with autoimmune, thyroiditis, Hashimoto's. So, okay, vitamin B12, this helps with energy. We see low vitamin B12 often in Hashimoto's. Then when I check B12, I check B12 and methylmalonic acid because those are, we, we want the two to compare to see if there really is a B12 deficiency. Uh, B12 deficiency, fatigue, depression, Um, neurological symptoms, it messes with your digestion, brain fog, uh, tingling in the extremities, nerve damage, seizures, and anemia. Vegans and vegetarians, you're low in B12. Period, end of story, bottom line. Don't tell me you use nutritional yeast. I get it. Use a B12 supplement too, because you're going to be low in B12. B12 is the only nutrient, I would say, vitamin, nutrient, um, that is only found in animal foods. It cannot be synthesized by the body. And those of you taking metformin are also low in B12. So use a little B12 lozenge. You might be using a complex. That's okay. Make sure it's methylated. So make sure you are taking methylcobalamin so that you can properly assimilate it, um, use it, your body uses it. If you have MTHFR, genetic mutation, you can only use methylated B vitamins, but why don't you just use them anyways instead of the cheaper form? That way you know that you're getting the right form and you're not rolling the dice. Okay, B12. Another one when we're talking about hair is ferritin. So ferritin is our iron storage protein. Low levels definitely associated with Hashimoto's, 
fatigue, hair loss, getting out of breath. We always check ferritin when we're doing a full iron panel because ferritin in and of itself alone is important for T4 to T3 conversion, important for how you feel, important for thyroid function. And then over here, it's independently important for your hair. So you could not have hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. You probably wouldn't be listening to this, but maybe you don't have it, but you have hair loss. Got to check that ferritin. Make sure that that level is mid to upper range. This is mid to upper with ferritin. Mid to upper range is where I like it. I do not like it in the bottom of the range. I do not accept that you're normal if you're coming in at a 62 and it starts at a 57. No, that's not normal. That's low. It's low normal, but you're still not going to grow hair. So ferritin and iron supplement. Um, I like ferrochill iron, again, by Designs for Health because it is very well absorbed and does not cause the GI effects that some iron supplements can cause like the bloating and the constipation and all of that that goes along with taking iron. So ferritin, very important, very important. Oil of oregano. So all of you, this is so, it's such, it's such a simple supplement. It's just, it's so simple. It's oil of oregano in a little teeny tiny capsule. Now you could certainly take it as an oil, but I prefer, no, it just doesn't taste that good. And it kind of burns a little bit. Definitely put it in a capsule. Now, if you put it in a capsule yourself, you're probably going to burp it up. Even in the gel caps, you're probably going to burp it up. But it just tastes like you went to an Italian restaurant. It's not that bad. Many of you have EBV, Epstein-Barr virus. So if you have Hashimoto's, I don't know what the percentage is. But there's a high percentage that you probably have EBV. And you go, what's EBV? Epstein-Barr virus. How do you get that? You had mono. No, I didn't have mono. Well, if I'm looking at your labs and you're positive for EBV, at some point in your life, you had mono. It's probably just a bad cold and you didn't know. And then that virus lays dormant and then it can flare. And in a flare, you are not going to want to get out of bed in the morning. In addition to having low vitamin D, you're not going to want to get out of bed in the morning. And you are going to feel more hypo. You're going to have more hypo symptoms than an EBV flare. You might experience waking, you might experience fatigue, you might experience additional brain fog. And here you are thinking, oh, my thyroid medication's not working. What's going on? You're in an EBV flare. So oil of oregano has shown to be an antiviral. So EBV triggers Hashi, antiviral herbs such as oil of oregano have been shown to suppress the Epstein-Barr virus. And then it's just a broad spectrum antiviral it's immune modulating. We use it in gut healing protocols. Oil of oregano is fantastic for killing off pretty much everything. That's how I describe it. I go, oil of oregano just kills everything. So viruses, bacteria, parasites, candida, oil of oregano. If I start getting sick, like I start feeling that feeling like, oh, here it comes. Something's coming on. I will down oil of oregano and vitamin D like it's going out of style for a couple of days. That usually kills it off. If I have any gut issues, oil of oregano, maybe throw in some probiotics, but oil of oregano, definitely, because it's antiviral, antimicrobial, antibacterial, antiparasitic, and it's so simple, so simple. Why not add it in? We already talked about berberine. Let's talk a little bit about curcumin, because curcumin is not just for your joints. So people say, oh, I'm not going to use curcumin, turmeric, because you know, I don't have any inflammation in my joints. It's not just for that. 
it actually has been found to support the thyroid gland against toxic effects. How about that? How many toxins are we exposed to daily? A lot. What did we talk about before? The women, a woman leaves her house with like over 80 chemicals already that she's exposed to from like body wash, body lotion, makeup, all of that. So it actually protects the thyroid gland against toxic effects. In one study, actually sodium fluoride, we know fluoride, no fluoride toothpaste. Fluoride definitely effect, negatively affects the function and the structure of the thyroid. Curcumin was actually protective against the effects of fluoride. The other one is chlorine. So how many of you have a whole house filtration system? Whole house, shower too, right? If you say no, you're probably being exposed to chlorine. So curcumin will actually help protect the thyroid gland against the effects of chlorine. Chlorine, bromine, bromide, that which is found in Mountain Dew and your hot tub chemicals and fluoride are the top three offenders to the thyroid gland, at least in my list. I mean, yeah, we can talk about BPAs and parabens and blah, 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 pesticides, but definitely those three top offenders, top offenders to the thyroid gland. So curcumin will protect against that, supports the thyroid gland against toxic effects, inhibits the growth of thyroid cancer cells in vitro studies. And some research that correlates curcumin's anti-inflammatory actions, it has been found to reduce joint inflammation in rheumatoid arthritis. So a lot of times where we see one autoimmune disease, we see three. So when you have Hashimoto's already, we always check for other autoimmune conditions. RA is one of them. So curcumin is fantastic for that. The other one that is not on, and any of these that I talk about that are not on my cheat sheet, my supplement list, I will put the, the links in the comment section or in the description section if I can go back and change it or in the show notes, and you'll be able to grab those as well. So AHCC, there's a specific episode just where I talked to Mimi Lindquist about AHCC. It is the, the network, the mycelium of the mushroom, not the fruiting body, but the mycelium of mushrooms. So HCC is a specific compound, definitely shown to reduce inflammation and reduce the pain, swelling, and inflammation of rheumatoid arthritis. It has a variety of other benefits as well, anti-cancer, prevention of cancer. Um, you just have to go back and listen to that specific episode. But We'll put that in the show notes for sure. We'll put the link for HCC in the show notes and we'll put the link for the other episode in the show notes too, in case you're like, hey, I want to listen to that. Which one is it? So you can link to that. I also, it's also found in the Organifi line. So you've heard me kind of talk about a couple different companies right now. HCC is specifically researched and packaged by Mimi Fit. So getmimifit.com. We'll give you a discount code for that. So Mimi Lindquist, when you listen to her interview, when you listen to that episode, you'll hear her talk about sourcing. And this is where it all, I mean, we even talk on that episode about buying from Amazon. You don't want to do that. And look at where your products are sourced from and who makes them. So she private labels and she gets her raw material from a plant in Japan that makes HCC. It has to be produced and manufactured and extracted a certain way. She flew to Japan and toured their facility to ensure 
quality because she did not want to put her name behind something that did not have high standards and high quality and did not have, it wasn't, um, other products were not pure. Her HCC is pure AHCC. That's all. That's it. So that's a top product for just a top line, a top manufacturer, we'll say, for AHCC. When we're talking about the other ones, I speak on designs for health. So designs for health, family owned and operated. Everything is made in the USA. Their philosophy is science first. So you can find research articles, blogs. They have a podcast that's more geared toward practitioners, but the layperson can absolutely go through and listen to different topics like insulin resistance or gut dysbiosis, immune system, all their different topics of their podcast just to learn more and learn what the products do. But their philosophy is science first. So they actually have a physician on staff that if I'm kind of bejumbled about, oh, what should I use for this patient or that patient or this condition, that condition, I can call them. I can talk to their doctor on staff, which is amazing. And I've been using their products for years on myself, my family, my patients. They work. So how many of you have used a product that really you didn't know whether it was working or not. You're like, I don't know, I'm just taking it because I was told that I was supposed to take it. And I guess it's good for me. And But you don't really notice anything. So with their products, we actually see numbers move. People feel a difference. And that's what's important for me or to me when I'm using it for myself, for my family, or for my patients. So I have talked ad nauseum on any of the hair loss episodes about whole body collagen. And many of you have heard this story before, you're going to hear it again. So very quickly, whole body collagen by Designs for Health, another really good one for Hashimoto hypothyroid patients because of the hair issue. So we talked about zinc, we talked about ferritin for hair. Let's talk collagen. Collagen is used for the, for the gut. It is used in gut protocols, yes. But first and foremost, it is used for our hair, skin, and nails and bones. That's a big one. That's a big, big, big product for those three. Now, I have tried other products. I won't mention there. You might have heard me say the names of it, but I won't mention names of the other products that I tried, but really good brands, like really like high quality practitioner manufactured as well as really good company manufactured brands of collagen. Didn't work. Really gave it a good shot. A couple tubs, a couple tubs, a couple tubs. And then, now this is years ago. So then I had my duh moment and I went, um, been using Designs for Health for a while. I wonder if they have a collagen. And then I look and they do. And I start using it and my hair comes back to life. My hairdresser of 25 years is like, hey, what have you been doing differently? This is great. And I can say lately, you know, we all tend to get away from taking supplements, right? We just, we kind of start to, oh, I used it for a while now. Oh, I'm just going to get away from it and not use it. Maybe use it every other day. Well, I started back using my whole body collagen every single day, every day, every day, every day. And in the last month, I can tell a huge difference in my hair and my skin. I have another patient that's been using it for four weeks. She's like, hair, skin, great. Her hairdresser saw regrowth. She sends me a picture of her skin. It's glowing. I have another alopecia patient, meaning bald spots, hair growth. That's an autoimmune condition as well. Hair growth. We often see alopecia with hypothyroidism, with Hashimoto's specifically, autoimmune. So we'll see alopecia with Hashimoto's. We'll see a lot of hair just blahness, I'll say, just dry and straw-like and thinning and coming out in clumps. A couple of my patients have been asked if they have hair extensions, and they don't. 
just from using the whole body collagen from Designs for Health. Go ahead, try the other collagens, report back to me, waste your money, do what I did, and then use something that's actually going to work. So then a patient says to me, well, do you know why that other brand didn't work for you and this one did? I go, no, did you, do you? She goes, yeah, because it has three, you need type one, type two, and type three to hit the bone and skin and the hair and the nails and your joints and all that. You need all three. I didn't know that. Designs for Health Whole Body Collagen has all three. So very important for hair growth. Um, so I got off topic. I was talking about companies. Went on a tangent on the Whole Body Collagen. Now I'm circling back to companies. That's Designs for Health. That's why I love them because they actually make stuff that works. If you're going to spend the money, spend the money on something that's going to work. All right, I have one more story for you. Just bear with me. Sorry, stories. I know, mm, just one more. Many of you have heard this too. Let's circle back to the berberine, right? So we talked about berberine, insulin resistance, diabetes, weight loss. Great for lipids too, by the way, if you have high cholesterol, high cholesterol. That's another topic. That's another podcast. I promise to talk on cholesterol and how ridiculous the levels are on the labs, on conventional labs. So you might've been told you have high cholesterol. Berberine will be great for that. Anyways, family friend comes to me, says, okay, here's my numbers. Insulin resistant, borderline diabetic, and cholesterol issues. Doctor wants to put them on a statin. The wife says, uh-uh, no way. You're not going on a statin. Too many side effects. Okay, commend her for that. I say, well, how about let's start you on berberine because that's going to hit a couple different things. That's going to hit your, your glucose and insulin, bring those down get you out of that pre-diabetic state, help you lose some weight, and it's going to make your cholesterol numbers a lot more pretty for your doctor to be happy and get off your back about the statin. So I tell him, you know, use Designs for Health. I've used it. I've reversed the man's diabetes. We brought his A1C from 13.9 to 5.4 in, in six months. Absolutely unreal results with it. And he doesn't. His daughter works for some vitamin shop that gets him a discount. He used this off-brand. I don't even know what it was. One year to the day because he only he refuses to get his blood work tested more than a year, like closer. So one year, not six months, one year to the day he hands me his blood work and it's the same. Zero difference. Not, not even a one. Like his glucose did not go from like 110 to 109. I mean, zero difference. So again, you know, did you really save money or did you just waste a year of your life, your time and all the money that you spent on the supplement that you could get for $20 less as a discount from your daughter who works at a vitamin shop? No, you just wasted all that money. So you want products that do what they say they're going to do. Another favorite brand of mine is Organifi. Just been introduced to them. And how I got introduced was my friend sent me two tubs and it was the Organifi Gold and it was the Organifi Greens. Now I hate green drinks. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't eat enough vegetables. Yes, I should, but I'm being honest with you. I don't eat enough vegetables and I hate green drinks. So I'm kind of screwed. I need to replace this somehow. I have gagged on so many different green drinks. Oh, they're so bad. I try the Organifi Greens. They're amazing. I do them every day. They are a game changer in my world. I will do them every day. Then somebody tells me, pair up the Organifi Gold that has curcumin turmeric. So see, I circled back. I, I brought it back around to our topic. I didn't, you didn't totally lose me. I'm not off in space over here. So the Organifi Gold chocolate 
to put that in the green drink and blend it and it tastes like a chocolate mint shake because the green drink has this little bit of hint of mint to it. So amazing. And I'm waiting on the pumpkin spice. I still haven't got my pumpkin spice yet. It's on back order. It totally sold out. So they have pumpkin spice, which is a, you can do it as a cold drink or as a warm drink. Like you put in your coffee. Oh my gosh. The Organifi Gold with the turmeric. Pumpkin spice has turmeric too. The, pump, the Organifi Gold chocolate has turmeric, turkey tail, reishi mushroom, a couple other mushroom blends. Really, really good for your immune system. Turmeric, curcumin, I said that. And then the Organifi Green Drink has 11 superfoods. So I like things, again, simplified, right? I don't want to see a green drink that has 20,000 different vitamins, minerals, and different greens. I want it simple. So 11 superfoods, that way I know it's going to be absorbed. I know it's supporting my whole body. And I feel like my lack of vegetable intake is okay because I'm replacing it with the green drink. Now that also is not on your free download, your free guide. Um, but I will put, like I said, we'll put all the links in the show notes, in the description, in the comments section. You'll be able to get it. I promise. No matter where you listen to this, you'll be able to get it. We'll put a link in. Uh, Organifi gives me a, a discount code too. It's 15% off. So you can use the link and use the code and get 15% off if you want to try it. If you are like me, you're like, I cannot stand green drinks either. Okay. This is a long one. Bear with me. Okay. Betaine, HCL. We said a lot of you with Hashimoto's, you naturally have lowered hydrochloric acid release. So you might actually experience a whole bunch of GI symptoms, even heartburn. People think, oh, I have heartburn, so I, I need to douse the fire with antacids. And it might be that you're actually not making enough acid, and that's why you have the heartburn. So to obtain the benefits from food that's consumed, nutrients, you have to be able to appropriately digest and then absorb the nutrients. And if you are not getting enough HCL, hydrochloric acid, you are not going to be able to digest properly. It's very, very, very common that just impairment of intestinal functions, whether it is constipation, diarrhea, acid reflux, gas and bloating, come along with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto. So chances are you're experiencing some kind of GI distress. And a lot of times we have to add in betaine HCL, hydrochloric acid for leaky gut, for dysbiosis, for all those GI symptoms. Low gastric acid production is low HCL. Sometimes the use of NSAIDs, antibiotics, if you've had SIBO, um, if you've had yeast infections, if you've been exposed to parasites, if you just have that chronic maldigestion, that's all pointing back to low stomach acid. That can be a game changer for some of you. And in the cheat sheet, so this is where I encourage you to download it. If you've already downloaded and you're like, wait, what is she talking about? I missed this part. In the cheat sheet, we have a link. I have a link for you to the comprehensive stool analysis. It's by Doctors Data. And this is, it's non-invasive. It examines your stool. And it it's an assessment of digestive and absorb absorptive functions that include digestion, absorption, bacterial balance, metabolism, inflammation, yeast, and immune status for patients with nonspecific GI-related symptoms, such as 
indigestion, dysbiosis, microbial imbalance, constipation, and diarrhea, as well as the presence of adaptable pathogens and monitoring the usefulness of therapeutic treatment of GI disorders. So that link is in there. You can order it yourself. It's kind of like Ulta Labs. Ulta, I love, love, love for all the thyroid functions and uh, magnesium, vitamin D, selenium, iodine, all of that. But they do not have a comprehensive stool analysis, like a, a, a gut um, test where we can get that full picture. So doctor's data does, they have the comprehensive stool analysis. I put the link in the cheat sheet. So get the cheat sheet. They also have, and this is a big player too, a full metal toxicity and nutrient panel. So that's another game changer to see if you have heavy metals, that, that would be a whole other supplement talk using some kind of binders, um, using glutathione, using chlorella, spirulina, um, metal X synergy by designs for health binds to heavy metal. So we would do a whole heavy metal detox protocol for you, but at least find out if you have metal toxicity. Because in other episodes, we've talked about amalgams and how they off-gas mercury. What if you have mercury toxicity? A lot of people have arsenic to toxicity. Just if you're eating brown rice. Hey, vegans and vegetarians, if you're eating brown rice a lot, you might have arsenic, high arsenic levels. So you want to get that checked as well. So that is all in the cheat sheet. And then if anything that I mentioned uh, that was not, that is not in the cheat sheet, I will put in the show notes and the description of anywhere you listen to this. Watch it, listen, all of that good stuff. Whew, that was a lot of information, but I really wanted to cut through it. You probably have some questions regarding specific supplements. By no means in an hour can I cover everything. There's probably still some stuff down in my supplement cabinet that I haven't even talked about. I have a specific video on the keto nootropic drink, how that brings you into ketosis, um, helps you lose weight, helps you push past the plateau, improves your brain function, cognition, focus, concentration. There's that. There's Dopa Boost that we use for low dopamine levels, for ADHD, for mood, concentration, focus, um, better sleep. L-tyrosine is great for anxiety. So if you are experiencing anxiety, that's a great one to just, you can take daily as needed. It's also good for weight loss. It's good for improving growth hormone release. So there's so many others that we can talk about, but I wanted to cover the big ones, the big ones, the big important ones. And hopefully that helped you out. Thank you so much for listening to the Thyroid Fix podcast. Please share this and any episode that you absolutely love on your social media platforms. And please give me a review. It is so appreciated. It just gets the message out even more. Now, as a disclaimer, we know that this is just intended for educational purposes only and is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical condition. You can always consult your healthcare professional with any questions. If you want to reach out to me, you can go to my website at amyhorneman.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Amy Horneman Nutrition. And you can subscribe to my YouTube channel to see live videos and all the good stuff that I put out through the week. In addition to this podcast, just search me on YouTube and subscribe to my channel.